Oh, wow, we're here. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of The Paranormal Pass, your paranormal podcast in the great state of Colorado for all of you weirdos out there who love stuff that we do. Good morning, Dalton. How are you? Good morning. I'm dying. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That's um, okay. Oh, if you didn't know, I'm your host, Josh Hamling. This is Dalton Van Hooser, and mm-hmm. he is the one, probably one of the most talented artists that I've ever met in my life. Oh, my. And he is um, he's a bit under the weather today, and mm-hmm. he is... Really, really, it's really nice of him to stay here with us and do this. I appreciate it. Yes, just uh, pardon my my sniffles and mouth breathing. That's okay. Probably it's probably going to be happens when we get six. Yes. So I think I'm okay right now. Yeah. Gosh, we have a real producer today. It's Caitlin. She's number yes. one with us. She's sitting there rocking the thing for us. So if you guys don't know, today is Valentine's Day. If you haven't gotten that special someone the gift that you should be giving them, uh, that's your fault. And if you're not going to do it, you just keep digging that grave even deeper. Because I haven't bought a thing for my wife yet. How about you? Uh oh. Yes, I did. did I you? actually have oh, a no. I have a tradition every what? Uh, uh Valentine's Day. Actually any major holiday and birthday, yes. I always draw her something. <gasps> so I, I draw in I get a, a That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I, yeah. Yeah. So I I drew her something last night and I put it on her um or earlier in the week and then I put it on uh, her nightstand at night and then she woke up to have it there in the morning. He's like the sweetest, most romantic man I've ever met. I know. <laughs> I was going to go get like a card and a box of chocolates and see what happens. It's her favorite chocolate. Yeah. Oh. oh. Our producer just mentioned that at least we have somebody in. Now we, we hear the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Poor thing. So, um, again, it's Valentine's Day. We're going to cover some fun things for you. We've got a few news stories we'll get into in just a moment here. Then we're going to talk about a couple serial killers. Yes. And maybe in the M.O. of some of the female serial killers, because I find them to be the creepiest ones out there. Anything else that we're going to be on? Yeah. And then the um, uh, romantic horror movies. Romantic we're gonna, horror we're gonna cover movies. The, they do exist. They are out there. And, and you are a movie expert, as I understand it. Yes. Well, I try to be. Especially yeah. in horror. He does, he does so I, 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 I do cover it as much as, uh, as, much as possible. So I've got some Ooh. good ones okay. for a broad range of people. So, awesome. Yep. Well, I'll start with the first news story, and then you'll take over after that. All right. First in news, the Miami Herald endorses a candidate who says she has been taken by space aliens. The newspaper is just endorsing a Republican congressional candidate that was abducted by Jesus-like aliens. Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera, a former Doral councilwoman, is running in the primary to replace retiring Rep. Elena Ross in Florida's 27th con- um, congressional district. And not everybody that uh, goes to move on to politics ever admits that they believe in aliens. Florida? Well, I forgot it was Florida. (laughs) But, you know, if they're they're going to be a state of first, they are the ones certainly to to do that. Oh, yes. Yes, Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. And then there was that um, politician in Canada, right, that came out and said that that aliens are real? Yeah. Even Reagan admitted to a UFO sighting that later he was he walked back because he's like, I don't want to look like a loony. Yep, you know. But. Yep, that's all. That's usually what happens. So which is which is why it's so surprising that Canadian uh, politician just maybe they apologize down. afterwards. They're like, I'm sorry, eh? Eh? Me? Sorry hey, about nope, that one. Oh, sorry about that. Eh? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. All right, what you got for me? All right. So we have uh, an Amish community. This is a sad story. I okay, apologize. But, no worries. Uh, in, uh, an Amish community in which the uh, the same family, four of their children died over the course of several years while they were playing. Wow. Um, and just, uh, it just dropped suddenly. Um, oh. It took 
uh, I think, several decades, but at least uh, many, many years yes. for them to figure out what the problem was. So they, they were trying to track down this uh, mutation uh, that happens in the genome uh, that can cause heart issues where it doesn't show up mm. uh, that there's an actual issue with the heart. So not like an X-Men mutation, but something actually Oh, no, this is very bad, yes. Okay. And they couldn't find it. As it turns out, there it was a double mutation of this what? genome problem. That's a thing? Which comes apparently from uh, incest down the line. Oh. Uh, and mm. now they weren't implying at all that mm. it was the parents. Sure, sure. Uh, like, this was ancestry. Sure, because the gene uh, just kicks in. I mean, yep. it follows you. It's like yes. Everything. Yes. So unfortunately, they are, it's the incest down the line way long ago, ancestors, which that is caused the problem. kind of gross. Yes. It's, it's, it's pretty gross. I don't think right. that that's Even a common practice a now. No, that's a no-no. Yeah. I don't think that's a common practice now. So what happened with these children? So they figured out that uh, they were killing over it? What was going on? Yes. Yeah. They, uh, they would just be playing outside and then they would just fall over and go into cardiac arrest. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and, terrible. Uh, yeah. And it was one family of, they lost four children. Oh my. Um, and then there was, I think it, it happened in a couple of other communities. So they, in Amish communities particularly. Right. Particular, yeah. So. I mean, I, and they're, um, could you imagine that? I mean, the scrutiny it's, on the, the parents. They're Amish. So the, the, yeah. the amount of children they have is. is, is uh, they're not, prodigious reproducers. Yeah. There's no TV. What um, else are you going to do with your time? You but know. they did. They had to. Uh, they had to figure out what was going on. So they figured it out. But yes. there's not really anything they can do about it. No, I mean it's um, not like you can just. Yeah. There's a very Yikes. very expensive drug. Uh, <laughs> they haven't it? found a drug yet. They're trying <laughs> okay. to work on a drug because it's yeah. that would actually be cheaper than the alternative, which is some type of. I don't want to call it a pacemaker. It's more of like oh. an emergency defibrillator. Sure. So just they actually the hook up, up to the heart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and they said it's ridiculously doing expensive. Doing that with Amish, though. Yeah, like inside their body, on their heart. That's yeah. wild. Yep. And the Amish just don't believe in tech, so I got to imagine that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. It's what pretty else? rough. It's what pretty rough. What else? What do you got? So um, the uh, U.S. Army is studying uh, gamers' brains oh. uh, to try to better develop their AI. Um, so Go gamers. Yes. So uh, this is something that they've uh, actually gone into before, I believe, in regards to like predator drones. Uh, they've yeah. had better success with gamers than like actual military personnel. Uh, Which is wild. I mean, it makes sense, but... It does make yeah. sense, but it, yeah, it's crazy that you're uh, training. Yeah, Ender's yeah. Game is a good example, example of a, yeah. a military using... We just want to hook this helmet up to your head and have you blow stuff up. Yeah. And can you teach our AI to do what you do? Which is even scarier, because now we're going to take the best of our best gamers and teach robots how to blow things up like a gamer. Yeah. Which, if it's anything like Modern Warfare, they'll spin up in the air and they'll shoot and then they'll spin away again. You don't know how they do it and it feels like they're cheating. Not that I'm angry at Modern Warfare right now. <laughs> See, my biggest issue with the uh, with using gamers in, in particular with first-person shooters. Now, I haven't played a recent one in a very mm -hmm. long time, so I don't know how – I'm not entirely sure how accurate everything is. But when I'm thinking about it, a lot of the time the, the best – gamers at any given first-person shooter, mm. they know how the intricacies of the game work, yeah, in the, particular the, the bugs. Mm. So they mm. work around that. They're like, this particular gun shoots up and to the left or whatever. Yes. And so you're teaching the AI issues that the physics have in the game that wouldn't happen in real life, I think, and vice versa, where there's mm. physics issues in real life where a bullet isn't going to always fire at this sure. trajectory. 
Whereas in the game, it always will because it's programmed to do so. Do so over so and over, I, yeah. I don't know how effective it's going to be. In, on paper, it makes sense. But if you th- really think about it, yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. And they want to train drones to be like gamers. I mean, that alone is, a, is like a title, a headline that disturbs me. It scares me. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, inappropriate things that the gamers do. Um, yes. When they Upon victory. So I don't yes. know if they want the AI to right. do that so either. All they need is a, a drone teabagging. Yes. Indeed. Yep. Um, there is a, uh, university, it is Carleton University. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, uh, printing, 3D printing, uh, turtle sex dolls, uh, to, uh, try to, it, it, they're 3D printing yeah. okay. turtle, turtle sex turtle? dolls. You said turtle? Turtle. Like turtle. Yes, like a turtle. And a, like and a shelled a reptile. So for, for, um, um, yeah. It's, it, uh. Yes, and it's for, like, map... They, they can't hear the producers. So. It's for like the map turtle, uh, yeah. uh, Canadian map turtles, and they're apparently going in st- extinct. So they... They need to... Um, they they printed these collect. to see which type of females the males go after. What? Uh, so that they yeah. can improve their reproduction. Um that. And apparently they like they like the they like the big girls. <laughs> like where this is going. <laughs> they, they like the big girls. They like the big girls. That's oh, yeah. apparently the no, case. Everybody loves them thick. So <clears throat> now <Yeah. laughs> so, I like big butts and I cannot lie. And we were discussing this on the last uh podcast. Uh, which was? Uh Life on Mars. Mars, yes. So apparently we are discovering that there is life in methane ice. Methanous. Here, microbial life. Oh, so oh? The, as we discussed, yes, our definition of life is dependent on what we understand of how life happens. I see. And so now we found that methane can actually be a method for them to survive in, which no. opens up billions of other planets. Yes, because there isn't a place you could. Right. I, I mean, uh, how many uh, like Venus and some of the other planets just chemically are just. There's methane everywhere. And oh, everywhere. Yeah. The further out you go, there's Ooh. ridiculous amounts of methane. Could you imagine what that life must look like? Or, you know, if it was become advanced, how it would... Oh. Yeah, who knows? You know, no. that, 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 I'm sure there's a Star Trek episode somewhere right. that covers that. Methane. Fantastic. Life in methane ice. It just shows you the, the degree that life will go to, to exist. It's just like in Jurassic Park, that line. You know, it's like, oh, yes. Life uh, finds uh, a way. Uh, uh, finds a way. It does. I hated how he kept stuttering in that movie. It's like, well, 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 well. he can't help it. Jeff no. Goldblum can't help it. Yeah, no, and I wanted to be like him. I thought he was good looking and a great actor back in the day, and I guess he still is. But uh, The uh, Fly is one of the best movies. Our ever producer made, absolutely lo- adores him. Or maybe not adore is a strong word. <laughs> okay, and this last bit of news oh. leads into Valentine's Day. <gasps> Happy Valentine's Day. And, uh, I love of course, you, this wifey. Is, this is all very, uh, very dark. Yes, go for it. <clears throat> I apologize. So a Kentucky woman uh, shot her boyfriend uh, over an argument over the thermostat. Oh. oh, if you're going to shoot someone over something, it should be how warm or cold it is in the house. And what kills me is that at least from what I what kills I'm me, pun, inten- pun unintended. Yeah. Um, what kills me in this is that they don't mention what the thermostat issue was. They don't mention whether it was hot or cold. No, they were just arguing over. No. It? Oh, I want to yeah. know which. I want to know what she thought the temperature should be at. She probably wanted it. She yeah. probably wanted it warm, right? Our producer's sitting there in the air. She's like, she wanted it warm, and he's like, we got to turn it down and save the money. I want it. 
I don't know. No. We don't have. I don't have any information. There's no on that, but she's, indication why or how she shot him. But no, know. just just she went to. She went. She's in prison. You know, if you're really upset with your spouse, just leave. Don't think about. Hey, I want to go downstairs, grab a gun, load it, find you, and then pop you for it. You know, it just it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. That I've never be. been that angry at my wife. No. All right. Yeah. I, whether she was crazy or not, who knows? Yeah. I mean, and the. the Crazy angry, and then you and then you wonder what what that obviously that was the straw, that was the straw that straw broke the broke camel's, camel's back. back. Yeah. yeah, so you wonder what came before that, but finally that was that was apparently it. Putting it at wow. sixty nine degrees, that was it <laughs> on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's gems that come out of you sometime. And if you guys never sit around Dalton, he is probably one of the quietest persons. In the office, he he works hard. He does a lot, but sometimes he drops gems that just make us laugh. We appreciate it too, and it comes out of nowhere. And you're just kind of like, "Don't just drop that." <laughs> it's pretty good. You're welcome. Awesome. So it is Valentine's Day, and apparently there are a ton of really scary Valentine's Day movies. Yes, yes Valentine's Day horror movies, which is kind of creepy in its own, and. I get scared at a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of horror movies because it it really does like freak me out. It does. And I'm not um I'm just not into that genre mostly. And there's some really awful 80s ones. So, what's your favorite ones? Oh, is The Fly on the list? It is not. It is not. I did not. Okay. I, I feel like the the I mean, the romance is important in that movie, the relationship dynamic It was, that but that wasn't on Valentine's Day, though. No. And, and a lot of these that I have on here aren't, but they, no. they have a little bit more of a romantic feel to them, I okay, think. Okay, yeah, hit me with one. Um, now, firstly, this one is not romantic at all, but okay. it's the only Valentine's Day-themed one I could, th- I could think of that okay. was actually decent, which is My Bloody Valentine. So if you're looking for just a straight slasher horror movie um, to enjoy yeah. on Valentine's Day, that's the route you want to go. Now, there is this. there are these groups of... A crew of uh, filmmakers, uh-huh. uh, three directors, a handful of actors. Um, they make these sets of films that kind of gray the area between horror and like indie drama. Really, a lot of their stuff is not very horror centric. It's just sure. got a tinge of horror to it. And they've got two that are, are like very. What do like, we call it? It's not like a rom com. It's a rom dra- dread or rom. I, I don't know what to call it. Horror? Not rom. Horror-rom? A horror-rom? There we go. There we go. All right, horror Horror-roms! So they have made two in this fashion. Uh, They they have made probably five or six six or seven films. But the two that are kind of romantic-based, Spring, which is about a – I don't know how else to describe it – a were-lizard? A (laughs) were-lizard? Yes. Which sounds ridiculous, but it's actually a really good movie. uh, But it's about a were-lizard woman who's thousands of years old, I believe. Hundreds of years old, and she lives in like uh, Europe somewhere. I think they're in Italy in the movie, maybe Spain. Really? And a man goes to visit Spain, and he ends up falling in love with her. Really? And it's about their journey. Oh, yeah. And yeah, does it um, become a weird lizard too? I mean, uh, how's no. it spread? Does it spread through kissing, biting? I, I don't even think it does spread. I mean, it's, it's Valentine's it's, Day. So un- unfortunately, get. it's not like the it's not like the werewolf dynamic they, mm. and oh, again like so oh, their oh, films oh. they only have a tinge of it so they don't really dive into that part as much it's just mm. an element that adds to the dynamic of the relationship so another one is called after midnight now after midnight i saw this one i'm gonna, gonna drop make it all gonna drop this for the okay, uh, go for it for the folks 
uh, Telluride Horror Show is where we actually, I was able to catch this film. Yeah. Um, and it is about a man whose uh, girlfriend runs away. Okay. Um, and leaves a note and says she's, she doesn't know out. when she's coming back, right. but she's planning on coming back. And then every midnight after she, or every night at uh-huh. midnight after she leaves, a monster attacks the front door of their house, well, which creepy. is in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And so it's about him surviving this monster attack, but then a good three quarters of the movie is about their relationship, where things have gone, why it turns sour, it why yeah. it's, yeah. And it, it's got this great shot where it's just a seamless shot. Yeah. Uh, zooming in on them slowly through the front door as they have this conversation about the relationship. It's yeah. really, an, it's a really intense movie, uh, but more intense from a relationship dynamic sure. than, than yeah, horror, it's been one, yeah. which is what they do. So uh, those two movies, was if she, you're looking was, for something. Was she the monster? Do you? Oh, I can't. I run that on the podcast. Spoilers. No, she was not. It sets it up like she is, but it's right. not. Oh, okay. I think there was a pause. I don't know if uh, on spoilers. Hey, but most, it's okay. Oh, there has a. It's a, okay. <laughs> um. Else? So this one I added on my own. It wasn't actually on any lists that I could see. Of uh, just trying to refresh. Can most people my find these on Netflix and stuff like that? If That's they a good try question. To, yeah. Spring, I've seen jumping around yeah. on streaming services before. I don't know if it's on any right now. After Midnight just came out. Okay. Uh, so I believe you can rent. You can almost you can rent any of these anywhere. Sure. On streaming. What's, uh, what's kind of funny is that it would be great. What a way to set up a, a nice Valentine's night evening with each other, like watching horror movies oh, on Valentine's yeah. Day. Absolutely. Well, that's what I do. You know, you are an old romantic, aren't you? Well, First, you make her a beautiful little drawing for Valentine's Day, and you're like, "Let's watch a horror movie." <laughs> well, that's the route I always go. I, I can't help it. She loves you. That's... I can tell. Our producer's saying, and no one can hear her, that um, they can actually force into cuddles at that point. And I was like, "You planned this out too, haven't you?" Oh, that's true. She's thinking things through. Ironically. It's all right. Every, you'll find somebody. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak already sounds scary. Uh, if you're not familiar with it's a Guillermo del Toro film. Oh. If you're not familiar with his movies, um, this one's a gothic horror movie, but it's oh. a it's a love story at, at heart. Oh, and it's got a for the um, for the lady folk who mm. love Loki. It's got Tom Hiddleston <gasps> in it. I love I love Tommy. Yes. So that one, it's got a couple of creepy scenes in it, but yeah. for the most part, it's pretty low key. Yeah. Um, it's got like, uh, some evil spirits that live in the house or, Ooh. or I'm sorry, vengeful entities. I should put in evils, entities. evils, unfair, vengeful yes. entities. So I it's kind of like, like where this one's one. set up. What was it called again? Crimson peak. Crimson peak. Yes. Uh, another one that now this is the one that wasn't that most people wouldn't reference okay. as a love story, but okay. it's a uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil, which <laughs> may be at the, at the top of the list <laughs> of horror comedies of all time. They, it is a fantastic film. It's got Alan Tudyk in it. Uh, really? Alan Tudyk of uh, Firefly fame. And yeah. uh, he plays a lot of – he's like – yeah. Uh, he's been at uh, Denver Comic Con quite a few times. Yeah. And every time he's like the – he's easily the best panel. Oh. He's a, he's a great yeah, guy. Yeah. So anyways, it's, it's about two uh, hillbillies that are trying <laughs> to fix up their cabin out in the woods. And a, a group of teenagers show up. And think that they're serial killers for no good reason. reason? Yeah. And they uh, they slowly end up accidentally killing themselves on their property. So it makes them look even more like serial killers, but all they're trying to do is help. And uh, it's pretty good. So Redneck's trying to help, but accidentally kill some people. 
Well, the the no, the teenagers kill themselves. Oh, okay. That's what's funny. So oh, they, it's fantastic. So oh, they so oh. they save a friend. The, the love see. story part of it oh. is that one of the hillbillies saves one of the teenagers that, who hits her head on a rock and falls in the lake. <laughs> they take her back to the place <laughs> to their cabin, and uh, the teenagers try to save yeah. the the girl they think is kidnapped. Oh my gosh! Uh, but um, what was that one called again? Because it's called it. Tucker and Dale Tucker versus and Evil. Dale versus Evil. Uh, Check that one out. It tonight. is really hilarious. But just be warned that if you are squeamish at all with violence, it is pretty heavy on the violence. Now it's really dark comedy violence. Uh, they're intending to be funny, but it is. It comes across as it's got rough, some. Huh, yep, it is rough. Just a heads up. All right. All right. Um, another one, honeymoon, which is about a couple that goes on there. Honeymoon, honeymoon. Imagine okay. that. Yeah. And, uh, they discover, or the uh, wife roams around at night and ends up getting possessed or taken over by some type of alien Ooh. entity. <laughs> yes. Kind of like an episode of the X-Files. It's... Kind of changes every, the whole dynamic with the relationship. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a slower, mm. slower, slower roll, but it's, it's a good one. Okay. And then I think a lot of people have heard of this one, but let the right one in. There was an American remake yes. of this. I put the original down because the original with, um, is amazing. Uh, the vampire girl. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Creepy movie. Now it's tech. Now it's technically uh. a romance movie. Now keep in mind that the romance is a little off putting. Oh, yes. So, the vampire is, they never, I don't think they ever mention her, her age name. Exactly. exactly. Right. But she's young. Like it she, almost feels like she's pre She's a kid. Yeah. And like, a, like a young teenager, but she's hundreds of years old. Yes. At least. And she falls in love with a young boy. And she falls in love with a young boy. Who grows up. And then throughout the entire movie, there's yeah. this older man that's also part with the vampire. And you realize that she's done this before. Uh-huh. Falling in love with a little kid. And then he grows up and grows up and grows up. So now he, this he guy is people that she can feed on. Yeah, it's a sixty. He's like sixty-five years old or yes. something. Oh, so yes. it does get a little uncomfortable. On but that side uh, of it. it is mm-hmm. a it is a well done movie. It was actually a really well. I remember watching that and that one I've seen and I was like, wow, this whole thing is just creepy weird. And then the way it ends, I was just like, <gasps> yep, it begins again. Yep, it's yes. so good. Oh, so mm-hmm. last one. Mm-hmm. Yes, last one. The if you're looking for something new, you've seen all of these. Okay. Check out Fantasy Island this weekend. Oh, just I released want in the to. theaters. Yes, um, I'm not familiar with the original series. With the original series, it was based not on it's nothing like this. nothing at all. Yes. Original Fantasy Island had you know, welcome to Fantasy Island. They actually made funny fantasies happen. Yeah, people fell in love at the end, and the episodes would end. Yeah, you know. And so in this case, that's that's obviously not what happens here. This is this takes a dark twist, mm. and so it's kind of the. Uh, careful what you wish for mm-hmm. dynamic. So everybody gets one wish when they come to the island and the wishes twist on them. Be careful what you wish for yep. all the way. So if you're looking for a, a little bit of a, a horror film for uh, Valentine's Day, yeah. check that one out. And as our producer, Caitlin, mentioned, if uh, you know all the scary scenes pop up, you can sit there and cuddle with each other like, oh, it's so scary. It's a perfect opportunity. And then it's you can true. make moves and all that stuff. So you never know what's going to happen. It's true. It's the way it works. So thank you for that. I didn't realize that there were so many scary like horror rom Com- romance movies, horror, true. horror. You'd think horror that if they went no. to the romance route, that it would be lessened somehow, diluted yes. by the horror. Yes. But, the, but especially spring and um, after midnight, mm. you're you're more on the romance side. Well, I guess there's nothing more that brings a couple together like viciously murdering somebody. Oh, because that's what is in essentially in these movies. Which brings me to our next topic, which is kind of a creepy thing. For those of you who don't know. Well, uh, Valentine's Day is always the best time to talk about serial killers. It really is. Because mm-hmm. there are some real wackos out there. 
and there are individuals and couples who have committed horrible crimes yes. together. Yes. And that is terrible. Yeah. And there's, yes. It's not very. Um... Right. So give you a little bit of background on some serial killers. I've read a few sources. Men are um, not as pragmatic as women serial killers. They're actually usually fairly violent sexually based um, incidences that a lot of the, the guys do. And they're, they're all sick. Don't get me wrong. I'm not by no means trying to glorify serial killers and what they do. But guys have a tendency to be on the really weird, gory side. Well, women are kind of pragmatic in how hey, they do it. Dahmer was a cuddler, okay? That's he was. Cool. He also would drill holes into people's <sighs> heads to try to turn the boys into zombies, sex zombies, by pouring acid into their brains. Oh, oh. For real. Oh, you've got it. Okay. For now, real. Now you reminded me I have to bring this up. Okay, there is ahead. a movie. I should have brought this one up. This uh, There is an Australian horror movie called The Loved Ones, which is about a girl that's a disturbed young woman mm. in high school mm -hmm. who asks a, another boy to prom. And he very politely, very politely says, no, I'm sorry. I already have a girlfriend. Uh -oh. Thank you. Uh, she ends up kidnapping him. Uh, her dad helps, and uh, they have their own sadistic prom back at the at her house, uh, and it does involve. That's this, weird. It does involve uh, drilling into the head and trying oh, to lobotomize. They the, they ripped that off of Dahmer. But Dahmer. Well, was there we go. Unique. But Oof. that was that, yeah. That sounds horrible. Whew. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm still trying to figure out how to speak Australian. I don't know what language they have down there, but you know, what's crazy is I usually I communicate with them. Pre I don't know. I heard it's Australian. <laughs> so, you know, male serial killers usually target unknown victims. They go after people they don't know. In fact, uh, they'll even pick like a type. You know, they'll go for the pretty um, pick-the-figure blonde hair individuals like um, Ted Bundy. I mean, he loved brunettes, and he would specifically target brunettes everywhere he goes. And there was a time that he was actually in Colorado. I think it was um, somewhere near Boulder. But men have types, and they don't care who you are or what's going on. They just target that. But women serial killers usually go after people they already know. Which is uh, the, part of the reason that they, uh, the serial killers don't go after people they know is because it's a lot easier to get caught. Indeed. And so that's, uh, that's interesting. So how yeah. far, how, how, how successful has a woman's serial killer gotten before she's gotten caught? Well, uh, if we look through some old cases in history, there was um, one lady went through six husbands. Back in the Ooh. early 1800s, I'm trying to find her name here. Um, but yeah, she went through six lovers before someone actually figured out that she was slowly poisoning them. Cyanide? Usually, they would always find something. One was using rat poison in the food in mm. low doses, and she couldn't figure out why he wouldn't die. It's because she realized she wasn't using enough. And they typically try to use poisons that don't look like they're poisons. Yeah they, yeah, they look undetectable. Yeah. Um, which is getting harder and harder to get away with. Which is weird. Age, yeah. But again, male serial killers are usually fairly violent. They will use whatever tool is available to them, while women will typically use poisons and be on the less violent side. And some have that um, – they'll try to nurse the person back to health after they try to poison them, which is another weird sort of thing. But eventually they all kill. There was – uh, Clementine Bar Barnabet, uh, she was born 1894. She committed murders in Louisiana and Texas from 1911 to 1912 and was believed to have accomplices as part of this violence, or these violent religious sect that she was a part of, which there's always, what's weird, some religious components that can tie into some of these 
female serial killers. She didn't really, she was caught, but she confessed to police authorities that she killed 35 individuals. Wow. 35 individuals. And the police still hadn't, you know, back then, I mean, there weren't too many forensic methods or even ways to test, but, you know, there's a good example of a, a woman. She said she started at the, uh, at age 17, joined a cult of the Church of Sacrifice. And her killing patterns were fairly consistent. She would often murder entire families, but she was unique because she used an axe. Ooh. Which is kind of, for lack of a better word, ballsy for a woman to do. I mean, it, that takes a lot of effort, a lot of strength. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, typically, they just um, don't do the kinds of weird things that guys do. A little more thought out on their end than guys. Yeah, that's not very thought out. Yeah. That's just... And when they arrested her, she was covered in blood and brain matter. Oh, my goodness. And then she was hiding in her own closet when they found her. There's just a good example of a crazy woman serial killer. So be careful who you date. There you go. And you found a few couples, didn't you? I did. Which is even scarier. Imagine being with somebody and planning your whole lives together. And then one day you're like, you know what? Why don't we go out and kill somebody tonight? Yeah. And then she looks at you and goes, I've waited my whole life for you to say that. I've just been waiting for you to say that. Uh, our producer said something about the Santa Clarita diet and had something that's about cannibalism and all that creep. And, uh, so a chick turns into a zombie and they start, what, killing people so she can eat. Thank you for that. Fantastic <laughs> Valentine's Day there. Now, wait, she's... Now, she, uh, yeah, she loves her husband. It's funny because right? it has like romance. She, like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing like... Yeah. Mm. Yes. Timothy Oliphant, is he the husband? Yes. Oh, yes. Good actor. Drew Barrymore, yeah. What else do you have? What Show us a couple. So Gwendolyn Graham and Catherine Maywood. In 1987, the Alpine Manor Nursing Home in uh, Walker, Michigan, became host to a series of horrific crimes perpetrated by nurse aides Gwendolyn Graham and Catherine Maywood. Oh, my. Um, they, would, uh, they were big fans of erotic asphyxiation. Uh, but eventually that wasn't enough for them. So they started to uh, become aroused by murdering Alzheimer's patients from the nursing home. So there you've got them. That's terrifying. Yeah, fantastic. You've got uh, Myra Henley and Ian Brady. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> the years uh, between dude. 1963 and 1965 uh -huh. were fraught ones for parents in and around Manchester, England. Children were going missing only to be discovered in shallow graves. Their bodies beaten. And, and yes. That's terrible. Yeah. So they were, uh, they did some pretty terrible things to children. Indeed. Uh, it looks like they killed uh, five children between the ages of 10 and 17. What possesses you to go after children to do this? It's one thing to kill adults, but kids? Yeah. That's like a level of weird sickness. You know, were they sitting around on Valentine's Day like, let's look at that cute little one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I really wish that I could remember the name of this movie because I'm pretty sure the next one on the list, there's a movie based on it. Okay. Who is it? Um, it's David John Burney and Catherine sure. Margaret Burney. Um, they are from Australia, and the movie takes place in Australia. Okay. I think it's it's like the love dogs or dog loved ones. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, for a uh, period of five weeks in 1986, a series of women began disappearing in the area of Perth, Australia. The killers oh were a local couple Australians. Uh, who had both been known to be bad news from the time they were children. Mm. Mm. Uh, they grew up in extremely poor, extremely dysfunctional families. Um, 
and uh, they were known to be abused by their father. Hounds of Love. There oh, it is. Our dear producer helped Lord. us out. Hounds of Love. That's scary. Yes. And uh, they scary. were, uh, they would uh, murder young women. They would lead them into the car and murder young women. And uh, similar to the uh, first case that we it's brought just, up, they. It's just awful. It was something that they enjoyed together. Um, Find a different hobby. Uh, yeah. You know, take up bicycling, painting together, drawing. You know, who wants. Let's draw on human blood tonight. Yes. Yeah. You know? It's pretty terrible. It is. And uh, thankfully, the uh, yeah. the wife uh, failed to tie a 17-year-old victim to the bed, as she was supposed to, and went off to do a drug deal. And when she came <laughs> back, the girl had, had escaped. escaped. And, and that's how they got caught. Yes. So thankfully, they were caught. Remember, by, kids, yeah. don't do drugs. Also, don't go into other people's vehicles. Yes. Don't. Don't. Right. Don't, don't murder don't people. Murder. Don't go into vans for candy. It's weird. You know, some of these are too disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really disturbs me that there are that many couples out there that that take up murdering together. Fred and Rosemary West. Oh, uh, they would murder together, but they're also an instance in which they murdered apart. The husband, I believe, murdered two or three people unbeknownst to the wife. And sometimes the you wife... just have to have your own murder time. Yes, you know she murdered I mean? two to three people. It's me time. Yes. You know, I need my me time. I'm going to go murder someone. That's awful, too. Yes. Now, in particular, these uh, th- these people, the, the Wests and the, um, the yeah. previous, the yes. aforementioned um, uh, Bernies, were, uh, had very, very disturbed ch- childhoods. And that typically seems to be uh, fairly standard for most serial killers. They've had, uh, been abused themselves or they've been disturbed or there's some sort of underlying mental illness that ends yes. up. Per, leading yep. to these kinds of issues. Yep. They're terrible issues. Now, the last one is not a serial serial killer couple, uh, but they did work together, sort of. Oh, happy it's Valentine's Jeremy Day. Jeremy Steinke and Jasmine Richardson. Oh, they were in love. Oh. So she was... Bonded uh, over murder. 12 years old, and he what? was 23. Oh, come on. So obviously... Seriously? Being the good parents that they are, they didn't want her to be around him. So they forbade... Her from her, seeing from him. From seeing him. Fantastic. At least so, the parents had some... Yes, yeah. They were trying to do <sighs> the right thing. Uh, but unfortunately, the girl was committed to this man and uh, asked him to murder her family so that Wait, they could be say together. That, say that again? The girl talked the boyfriend into murdering the, the family. So, so a 23-year-old man was convinced by a 12-year-old girl that... He should kill her parents. Yes. I'm yes. getting and that it, correct. It, it, I believe so. In 2006, after Ooh. 12-year-old Jasmine's parents forbid her 2006? From seeing, yes. Yeah, this is recent. This is fairly recent. Seeing oh, my. 23-year-old boyfriend, Jeremy Steinke, she asked him to murder them in retaliation. Steinke believing he was a 300-year-old werewolf. Oh, this is ringing bells now. This is awesome. Uh, obliged and on Jasmine's request, uh, killed her father, mother, and unfortunately, her little brother. I am actually taken aback by this one. I think I remember hearing a little bit yes. about the fact that it, when you mentioned the, the, the werewolf, werewolf yeah. I was like, I remember that yeah. crazy-ass news story. Yes. So he was, <sighs> yeah, back in, yeah, 2006. This is like a modern murder. I mean, wh- wh- who? For- <laughs> yeah. he was so much about this. It's wrong. I think he was sentenced to three life sentences is what it said, and she only got 10 years for. Well, she was 12. I mean, she was a minor. It's true. She was a minor and wasn't technically involved in the murders. In, in regards physically. But they physically still give her 10 years of... Apparently. I mean, she would have been, what, 22 when she got out of prison? She says still has a whole life. To, uh, yeah, our producer just 
yelled in our ear that that chick was my age when this went down. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Some kids are running around playgrounds while others were trying to convince their twice as old lovers, which is gross. Yes. To go murder their parents. Yes. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Well, I think that's going to be enough. I, I don't think I can keep going. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're done? Oh, okay. That's it. I mean, I was trying to leave it on a bright note. <sighs> oh, yeah, no, that that's not. I've had enough. Okay, all right. Well, this you one know, actually everybody... got to me today. Oh, man. I know we've I'm covered some, some weird paranormal stuff, but. Yes. The, the, it was too it, much it of gets the, real. Yeah, at the very end there, when we had the child killer and her adult lover, that was. That one got to me. Oh, sorry about good, that. But good, you know what? Good just, selections, though. Don't oh, get okay. me wrong. All right. well, great selections. It just kind of makes me go, <sighs> Just you know, my faith in humanity has a tendency to just um, dwindle yeah, after just, some of these. Just love one another. That's Absolutely. that's the lesson here. That's the lesson here. Just just learn, love one another. Yes. Be there for and each do, other. And, and make sure that you get help if you need it. So. Oh, yes. I think in our next episode, we'll probably cover hauntings, local hauntings. Yes. And some scary places in Colorado, which is where we're based. So yes. there's always fun things around here. Everybody has their own hauntings. If you happen to have a few that you'd like to share with us, leave it in the comments below after today's episode. Or if you know of any other crazy serial killers, keep that to yourself. We don't want to know. And if you are one, don't tell us. We're no, we don't. We, we yeah. I don't want that on my Le head. Yes, leave that alone. I don't alone. want that on my head. Yeah. So I'd like to thank everyone that helps make this possible today, starting with the lady behind the glass that makes all the buttons happen. That's good old special K, Caitlin S. She uh, she also has her own podcast known as Double Feature. So uh, that'll be coming up episode here today too. So pay attention to that. They'll also be talking about romantic comedies that don't involve serial killers, which will be a lot more fun. I don't know if I'm allowed to bring this up on the Go for uh, podcast, Go for but uh, they are also in an active, right now, an active rivalry with another one of our podcasters, Evan. Oh, uh, how so? Trying to beat each, beat each other out in views. Views. So, oh, so I cannot help take out. a position because they're like two children. You love them all. And I produce yeah. most of those. So we hope the twins the best. I mean, Evan. I mean, the twin. I mean, the bottom line is we hope everybody gets listens. But oh, yeah. I'd also like to thank Pin Business Network for making all the wonderful things happen. Don't forget to ring our bells and all that fun stuff, especially with the – YouTube portion of it, which I totally forgot to do our reads today. And oh, that's, no. that's just terrible. Yeah, no, I, I completely dropped that ball. That's okay. We Even professionals forget that they're supposed to do things and all that stuff. But that's right. And we like to thank um, our bosses for helping us put this on. I'd like to thank my partner for sitting down with me and actually looking up all these horrible stories. I am your host, Josh Hammerling, along with Dalton Van Hooser. Saying thanks for listening to Paranormal Pass, and we'll see you next time. See ya.